Hi, I'm Lila. And I'm Freya. Welcome to our show, 2K. Hey, what about me? My name's Maeve and I'm four. Sorry, Maeve. It's been a difficult time for every during COVID-19 lockdown. But we wanted to show you how you can safely explore your 2K limit and still have fun. Over the four episodes, we travel on foot, by bike, and even on a boat. From right outside your door to a little further beyond, we show you how the only limit is your imagination. In this week's show, we are going to be exploring two kilometres north. We start by looking through old boxes in our attic and shed to see what we can find, as well as going on a nature cycle and doing a palm dip to find out what life lies beneath the water. Did you ever hear the expression, one man's junk is another man's treasure? Well, every house is lots of junk. And we decided to explore our parents' boxes of junk in our shed and see what we could find. Wow, look at this. I don't even know how to play marbles, but you can yeah. play it. I've always wondered. When I was younger, I used to think these were rare jewels. And I used to have a little game. But I never knew how you play the game. It's kind of an old game from the past. I wonder where we got them. I think this is my dad's stuff. Let's go and ask him. One hour later. Did you ever go and ask your dad a simple question and end up getting a long story about the olden days? Well, that's just what happened. But I think we got what we needed, so let's get back to the marbles. So you'd both get your marble and start at the other ends of a road or a path. And the object is to hit your marble off the other person's marble. And if you do that, you win it. So we both start and we get one go to roll each in turn. So I'm starting off down the end here and I'm going to roll my marble a small bit. So pick it up between your fingers and just roll. And I'm down the other end. Now, if I wanted, I could take a roll and, sh and shot and hit it. But if I missed just by a tiny bit, then my my marble should be easier for her to hit it, and then she would win. So the trick is um, start rolling your marble really slowly until you get the good shot that you can definitely get the shot. So let's go. We're quite close now. I'll go for a shot. So if I miss, I could be in trouble, but it's worth it. Oh, that was so... <laughs> oh, oh, I was doing it and it was going in a straight line, but then all of a sudden it took a sharp turn just where hers was. She tried to hit mine, but it just blocked just an inch from it. <sighs> so just not yet, and... And I just tapped it to finish. So this is what my dad means. If you win the game, you win the other person's marble, and then you like you can put it in a jar and start a collection. There's nothing better to explore your 2K land than taking a cycle. Things slow right down, and you see things you wouldn't normally notice when you fly by in a car. At this time of year, there's lots of spring lamps, about two. So what are we waiting on? Do you hear all the birds? That's another thing I like about cycling, all the lovely sounds of nature. Oh, there, there are some lambs. Oh, I see the baby ones. Many people don't think sheep are very smart, but that's not true. They just tend to follow each other around. 
It's a bit like follow the leader and it's very funny to watch. She can remember a lot of faces. Did you know that lambs are born with tails? But the farmers um, attach an elastic band so the tails will eventually fall off because the blood isn't circulating into them. They do this because the tails are quite long and they end up getting into the sheep's stuff every time it poos and it's not very nice to think about. But it does happen. And insects tend to grab holes onto them, stuff like ticks, and that's not very good. Baby lambs! Dog. So back at home, we decided to make a net, which we could use for our pond dip later. Basically, a pond dip is where you scoop out water from a pond and put it in a tray and see what life you can find. We didn't have a net, so we decided to make one. If you're wondering how we make a net, we're using a bamboo thing, a coat hanger, and some tape, and for the netty bit, you're using a packages of oranges and plums or peaches. They work good as nets. I got the coat hanger. We snipped off the top bit, the bit that hangs it, with a plier. So we got a bit of duct tape then, and we sort of shaped the coat hanger. Then we taped um, uh, the coat hanger with um, masking tape or just duct tape. So then we get the netting, and I'm not really sure how this will work, but we're going to have to try and stretch this over it. While I was making the net, we're going to search how to skim stones, because after we're finished doing the pond dip, we're going to try skim stones, and I want to win. Use your thumb and your middle finger, and yet the finger between you two of them is called the index finger. You hook that underneath in a hook shape. You get down low to the water, you throw it out with a lot of downward force. It's meant to kind of skip off and bounce off the water. So, just before we headed off on our pond dip, we went to chat with one of our neighbours about pheasants. You see, we recently noticed two pheasants roosting behind our house, and we knew nothing about them or where they came from. We found out that our neighbour, Mick, spent years breeding hundreds of them, and lots of them were released into the wild. We went to chat with Mick, and made sure we use social distancing. We use a microphone and a tree meter long cable so we can talk to make it a safe distance. I've been breeding pheasants here from uh, 2004. The media here leave pheasants that are in a pen. Something will come in and start eating them or attacking them in some way, even in the pen, yeah. Pine martens mink, yeah, uh, sparrowhawks, particularly sparrowhawks, you get what's known as a five-week-old poult, which is a pheasant that no longer depends on its parents, which means that it can spend a night out in the cold and it'll roost, it'll get off the ground roost. Now, the, this pen will hold up to 200 birds and Mr Fox will be lurking around. It, it actually draws foxes in. Once they know there's handy food there, they come in and uh, they will walk around the pen looking for a bird 
that can't get back into the pen that has flown out. So after three weeks in the pen, the birds are flying out and you have what's known as re-entry grids. So the birds can get back into the pen. And I'll show you how that works. But the most exciting time is when the birds are fully fledged and they're more or less free to wander and they'll all come back to the pen in the evening time. And they'll all roost all around the pen. And when you come down in the morning, just as it's getting bright, they all fly off roost at the same time. So you have 200 birds or 150 birds in the air at the same time. And they'll all come straight down to where the feeders are, gorge on the feeders, and then they're away for the day. This is what's called a release pen. So what happens is you get your birds, five week old, trim them, one wing, and put them into the pen with feeders positioned around about the pen. The birds wait in there for a certain period of time and after a week or two, you come along and you come down and the birds will be jugging, what they call jugging. They don't fly, they just walk around, keep walking around about the pen, looking, in, looking at their partners inside feeding because they're coming back for food. So what you have to do is, I'll just show you down here now. What we have to do is we put in what's known as re-entry grids. This would be an old, this would be an old re-entry grid here. Do you see the way, you see the way the wire, this wire here, there's, there's a division down there and there's the steel rods in that, which are nine centimetres apart. Now the reason they're nine centimetres apart is a fox's head, the bone structure, is more than nine centimetres. So we can't get through that, but a pheasant can. We were back on our bikes and off to do our pondle and to see who was the champion stone skimmer. Speaking of robins, did you know that the girl robins have an orange breast and the males have a red? There's the sand for rooster down the road. Well, I love going out to feel the fresh air and then you can see lambs, roosters, the lakes. It's just so beautiful. It's, not, it's nice to go outside and stuff, plus pollution's kind of stopping because less people are going out in their cars now because of coronavirus and lockdown. Right now, we're going to turn and try to spot the horses. There's the Connemara one and the black one. They're very beautiful. They're beautiful creatures. All day I face the barren waste without the taste of water. So we have a tray and we've put a lot of white paper on the tray. It's plastic paper, so we'll be able to see the insects more clearly. So what we got here is some sort of weird seaweed and I think there's an insect. There kind of looks like some sort of parasite or worm. So right, we took up loads of insect from the washer 
and loads of little tiny creatures that are crawling everywhere. I'm looking through the magnifying glass. I thought a few of these were the same, but when you take a closer look, they look a bit like underwater woodlice. They're the things you, you know, see with the hard back and shell. Looks like something you'd see on land. I can't find the um, snail, but I know... Oh, there he is. It hasn't moved yet. I think he's camouflaged. He's in the corner. I think I see a tadpole. They are tadpoles. The longer you look at the small tray, if you just stay still for a sec, everything moves. What is Maybe that? we should put them back in now. Yes, it, it might be time to put them back in. They're, see, the, the reason why they got mad, they're trying to find a place where all the dirty water, they camouflage and hide. At last, it was time for the stone skimming competition. So here we are, we're going to skim the stones. But as usual, me and my sisters find a way to make that into a competition. So let's get collecting. Got one. Got one. What about this one? This looks good. That one's nice and flat. Oh, this one's good. This one's kind of the size of my pan and weighs maybe about a pen as well. I'm down low beside the water. No, it didn't skim. Yeah, I got one. It's hard to find a nice flat rock because normally rocks are quite roundish. Here's okay one. I'm bedding down. Hopefully I'll be able to do this. Yes, oh I did my it. god, tree! I did it! Tree stings! Tree ones! My advice is to find a as a light stone as you can. A very light stone and then just... I got another three! Haha, <laughs> I'm beating you. Haha, <laughs> well, I'm gonna get four. Did three. you see that? That was three. I think I got about five. Three, no, Dad. you got four, Dad. You got four. You did got you? Three. Did you? Twelve. Not? I got twelve. Did no, you see you that? No, you did not. You weren't looking. I got you twelve. You got one. I was watching. Did... That was four. Zero. Did you know the highest skin that's ever been made is eighty-eight? Where'd you read that? On facts when I was looking up. Four. That one was four. No. See, see, see. That one smashes that. No witnesses. That was four. It was big. It was huge. Thanks for listening, guys. We hope you enjoyed the show. And now it's your turn to get on your bikes and explore. What are you waiting on? <laughs>